What does it mean to be backed by Morse? It means you get the vehicle you want. And now, with new inventory arriving daily, getting the vehicle you want is easier than ever. Every Ed Morse lot is stocked. And if you can't find the vehicle you're looking for, the helpful Ed Morse team will track it down for you. Or they'll be with you every step of the way to pre-order your new vehicle and customize it just the way you like it. When it came to their tagline, the Ed Morse Automotive Group could have said anything, but they went with Backed by Morse. They want their customers to know that when they buy from Ed Morse, they are backed by Ed Morse. New vehicles are backed by Morse with a price protection promise, and all used vehicles are backed by Morse with thorough inspections and warranties. Even your service is backed by Morse with the price match guarantee. So make this year the year you get backed by Morse. Shop an amazing selection of vehicles all backed by Morse. Find a location nearest you and go to edmorse.com today. But remember, you're only backed by Morse when you buy from Morse. It's a new era, games fans. Welcome to the journey back to the top. It's touchdown, Miami. This is the Force Up Podcast. Here's Marsh and Jordan. They're making it look easy. What up, what up, what up, Canes fans? It is the Fours Up Podcast. The boys are back. Sweating our asses here in Salt Lake City. 17 days away from kickoff. Jordan, how are we feeling? Good, dude. It's starting to set in. Starting to get excited, you know? Mm-hmm. Starting to feel uh, fall coming on. Summer is waning. Fall is approaching. I'm very excited. I'm at that point where, like, I can, like, the season, is, like, we're in fall camp, obviously. And, this, like, the season, like, I can, I can see it. I can smell it. Football's in the air. The grass is cut. Yep. And it's just love in the air. Um, just got back from South Florida myself. Saw some of the yep. boys. Saw... Edit, saw Steve Feinberg, saw X. Good times, yeah. good times. But we do have a special guest tonight, someone that we've tried to get on for a while and we've never quite done it. But tonight, damn it, we are doing it. We would like to welcome on our good friend, JP. Boys, how are we feeling? How are we feeling, boys? We're feeling good, man. <laughs> good. We're feeling good. Yeah. Happy that we could... Uh, we could finally make this work. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling me a special guest too. I'm I'm probably the the least important guest you've ever had on here, but I'm glad to be here anyway. Probably, but it's just kind of we just have to say that. Well, we we were making a list before the show. Before the show, we made a list of the most specialist guests we've had, and you made it. Yeah, you're oh, next perfect. to Brad Kaya. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, well, yeah, yeah we can great, great friend of the show. Yeah, good friend of the show. No big deal. But let's freaking uh, let's get into it. A few headlines wanted to go over real quick. Um, scrimmage highlights. I mean, I don't really know what really went on um, during the scrimmage, and I didn't really read too much into it. I heard that the defense dominated. Some sad news, though. JP, your boy, Trevante Citizen, true freshman running back. It looks like, I mean, he suffered a, was it a leg injury? Is that what it said? Yeah. Yeah, they said, um, I think they said it was a knee. Okay. There's no timeline right now, I think, but they said it was going to be a long period. So, yeah, yeah, man, that, that really sucks. Kid was, kid was supposedly looking, you know, really good. So, you know, luckily we're pretty deep at running back, but yeah, I was, that news sucked for sure. Mm-hmm. Makes you think it's probably an ACL based on that. I mean, obviously, we don't know anything yet, so that's not me saying yeah. it is, but I mean, it's kind of what everything's pointing to right now, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, he's a running back, so I mean, you never know. And I mean, yeah. and thankfully, I mean, like, this isn't like this is his first year, right? So we're going to see a few more years of Trevante. Um, but um, quick recruiting tidbit. Robbie and Bobby Washington visiting Louisville. Should we be worried? <laughs> Are you worried, JP? Um, can you get um, can you get lower a lower percentage than zero percent? Because that's how worried <laughs> I am about Mario. I'm not worried, man. I, I'm you know what? Like I know people are kind of freaking out about uh, those two. But I, what are they? They're looking at Louisville or something? Is that who they're? Yeah, they're they're yeah, kind of talking to. Yeah, so you're telling me 
when they get the VIP tour of Papa John's Stadium, that they're not going to uh, consider <laughs> jumping ship. Well, I think I think there's some uh, there's some interest because Louisville is really going crazy with NIL right now. So I, I would bet you that they're they're willing to pay more for the Twins, and that's what's kind of sparking the interest. And also, you know, Louisville's got some success in Florida, but um, no, man, I'm I'm not I'm really not worried. I think. Um, I don't know how Louisville's going to be this year, but I think we hold on to those two. I think that Mario is eventually just going to, you know, hold the class together and everything will be fine. I'm I'm not worried about that. Are you worried? No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, the thing is, dude, Jordan and I were talking about it earlier today. I'm so sick of recruiting. Like, I'm so done. I just want oh, it to, to start. Off. Like, I just yeah. want the season to start already. And, um... But no, I, I'm I'm not worried. I think Mario is very good when it like it sounds like he's very good when it comes to keeping kids committed and everything. And then hopefully, I mean, what we're all hoping is that once we start winning, you know, this year, I think that's going to put us in a different kind of category. But um, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the yeah, Papa John Stadium comment. But, <laughs> yeah, um, man, I would. I heard they get some free cheese breadsticks when uh, when they do the VIP tour. So. Dude, like Louisville, like I mean, JP was talking about it. who they signed like the number or they they have a verbal commitment from the number two running back in the country. Uh, yeah. Like they have like they they're they have good NIL money, um, but at the end of the day, like if they go four and eight or five and seven, like yeah, who, who knows? Yeah. Um, it's just it's just interesting because like a program. They were never like a powerhouse, so it's interesting to see if that'll last. You know what I mean? Like the NIL shit that they're pushing out there. I don't know if that. We'll see how they do this year. If they have like a huge year, and we'll see. But still, lose at the end of the day. Like I'm never, I'm never gonna be threatened by Louisville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, like I don't know. I'm inter- I'm interested to see how long Scott Satterfield's like is around there because i just looked up his win like his record right now is their head coach is 18 and 19 so he's like a game below 500 yeah so i mean we'll see it's worse that's worse than that's worse than manny numbers but um two other things (laughs) i wanted to, to talk about real quick they announced today um they were talking about the new facilities 150 million dollar facilities that's pretty badass um, also, what can we, can we, I don't want actually, no, I was going to bring up Florida fans and like their locker room thing, but I don't, I don't even want to get into that. Cause I, I, I swore that I wouldn't talk about Florida fans anymore. Um, Dude, one more thing. Hold on. Did you see somebody photoshopped their, their like locker sets, like onto the Ikea website? <laughs> And it totally got me, dude. Like, I there was like a, a five to ten minute span where I legitimately thought that they bought those lockers off of IKEA.com. I mean, Billy Napier. I mean, you never like <laughs> IKEA is big time for him. I don't think they had that in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, but one more thing before we get into the defense: the Canes came out at number sixteen in the AP poll. I'll ask Jordan first, and then JP. Is that too high? Is that too low? I don't think it's too like too low, but what are your thoughts on that? I'm fine with it. Um, you know, I mean, I think based on all the hype and Mario's track record and Tyler Van Dyke probably deserve to get a ranking. Uh, preseason rankings don't really mean anything. Um, but at the same time, I'm glad it wasn't top 10 because I don't like we've not earned anything yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we historically... Granted, we have a new type of philosophy in there. Historically, we haven't done well when we've gotten flowers in the preseason. Last year, for example. Yeah. yeah. JP, what do you True. think? True. Yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree with Jordan. I mean, it's it's not too high, not too low. Um, you know, this type of season we had last year, which was pretty bad. Um, the whole new coaching staff, and there is, like, a ton of talent on this team. So I'm glad, like, I mean, I seen, like, fucking Brett McMurphy put us at four, and I was like, I don't what know how he got us at four, but 
I I don't know what I know. I don't think he likes Miami. I think that was like a. I think he was trying to fuck with us, honestly. <laughs> and like because like fourth ranked team, like we're not yeah. we're not that good yet. Um, he's, but he's I think I'm good with to... the team. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's trying to set us up for you know it's it's all that. I don't mean to like get off topic, but it's all the media put the U is back stuff. We don't push that. They do. Yeah. So. When we it's set up for everybody to make fun of us and be like, oh, you, you know, you guys said you were back, but nobody ever really said that, you know? Yeah. It was just the media pushing it. But, Marsh, to answer your question, I'm good with 16. I think it's, I think it's like, perfect. I think it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think it's pretty fair. Like, I think they took into consideration the Mario and also the Van, like Tyler Van Dyke aspect and also, like, all the transfer portal additions. I think 16 is right where... We yeah. should be. Um, Utah's number seven, which is kind of cool. But um, yeah. anywho, oh. last time, what, what? <laughs> dude? Bro, I, said, what I, said, you, I said Utah, man. I like I like Utah. I like Utah. How, bro? No, dude. No, you can't like Utah. Like we like we just get shit on because like Mario lost to them twice, right? Yeah. So that's that's a bad thing. Yeah. He also yeah. beat him a couple. Like I just, I never understood that either. Like he's like. Yeah. He, like he, like he never beat Utah. He beat Utah a couple of times. He actually smacked Utah a couple of years ago and like knocked them out of playoff contention. So whatever, yeah. you know, people just need to find a way to discredit the guy. Yeah, just just idiots. But um, I hope they beat Florida's ass week one. But that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, last time we talked about the offense. Tonight we're talking about the defense, bro. Boys, the, the the more that I hear about fall camp and like kind of the updates and the info that, you know, we're all reading and, you know, seen on Twitter. Is it crazy for me to say that I'm more excited about the defense more so than the offense? Not saying that I'm not excited to see Tyler Van Dyke and Jalen Knight and Josh Gaddis, but with Kevin Steele and just kind of the players that we've added, the players coming back. Is it crazy for me to say that I'm more excited about the defense? I don't think so. Um, I think we have, you know, speaking of underclassmen, we have three that really jump off the page. um, And two of them are on the defensive side of the ball and Leonard Taylor and, and uh, James Williams. So, I mean, if kind of two thirds of your three headed monster is uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think that's absurd at all. Um, I mean, we'll see what uh, Coach Steele does with the linebacker group. They've they've kind of been a weak link uh, since Manny Diaz got to campus. But, I mean, I I feel like – I don't feel like there's a position group that is such a big question mark that it keeps me up at night. That's kind of how I feel about our wide receivers on offense. There's no groups like that on defense, in my opinion. Let, okay, that I just thought of a good question. Um, JP, I'll ask you first, and then Jordan. Are you more worried about the linebacker position group on defense or the receiver group on offense? Um, yeah, good question. So I wouldn't even say I'm worried about it. I would just say those are the, the two positions that I'm, like, scoping, you know, the most because what, from what I've heard from campus, Caleb Johnson's looking very good. So it's – really helping me settle down, you know, knowing that we got like an older guy who is a sideline to sideline linebacker finally, because we've been missing that. Um, so with him holding down the middle, it makes me feel a lot better. Now the other spot, I don't know who's going to be in it. It's really up for grabs. Um, linebacker. And I'm not even really worried about receiver. Those are just the two positions that, like I said, I'm, I'm looking at closely because I don't, Let's be honest, we don't have a first-rounder in that receiver room, but I think we got a couple guys who could play in the NFL, if that makes sense. Yeah. A couple guys who are talented. You know, we don't have, like, you know, fucking Terrell Owens, but we have yeah. tribute. Um, I know we all want that one guy. We're dying for that one guy just to be Tyler Van Dyke's, like, first-round pick, you know, and whatnot. But I don't think we have him, but I think we have a solid group. Um, but my worry level is not, is not high with those two groups, but I just need to, I need to see it. You know, I need to see some Mm -hmm. production. I, I agree that we have a really talented wide receiver room. 
and this might be my bias from the past influencing how I feel in the present, but we've, we've done a pretty bad job of developing wide receiver talent. That's uh, putting it lightly in the last 15 years. Cause like, I mean, I don't want to drag this name through the mud again, <laughs> but Mark Pope, supremely talented high school player. Right. And, and like, not just to single him out. Like there's a laundry list. He's just the most recent example of guys that had all the tools coming in and uh, we just couldn't really do much with it. And, and when it's that prevalent, when it's that much of a trend, I have a hard time blaming each individual kid, you know, like if no one is getting developed besides one every five years or so, it's probably on the coaching like, you know, the, the systems that we have in place, right? So, I mean, Gaddis is new. We, we had an amazing wide receiver class a few years ago, so the cupboard is full. Um, and, and if Gaddis can work his magic in developing some of these young guys, you know, Romello Brinson, Jacoby George, um, my mind has gone blank on the rest, but there's, you know, there's, there's multiple other dudes in that category as well. Um, you know, so... So hopefully this year is different than the past, but in the past, we just have done such a terrible job of developing that position. Yeah. It, the, you just took me to a dark place. Um, <laughs> but going back to the defense, I was reading that uh, coach Cristobal says that they've been using up to nine different personnel packages, you know, what, like, you know, take that for what it's worth, you know, and there's one package that has Cam Kinchins, James Williams, and Avante all on the field at the same time. So I think, I think the great thing about this defense, we're going to get into, get into the depth chart, but there's so much damn, like, there's so many players, like they're like with the ability to rotate, things like that. Um, JP, do you think that we're going to see more of a four-two-five look, or because I don't know if this is true, but someone even said that we're like maybe like during the scrimmage, like they even throw like a, a three-one-seven package. Do you buy that? Wow. Um, I didn't hear that report that Steel was going to run like all those different defenses, but it definitely lines up with you know who he is as a coordinator. As far as what we'll see the most. Man, I guess it all just depends on, you know, who steps up as Caleb Johnson. You know, if they feel good about another linebacker next to him, um, you know, maybe that's Wesley. That could be, you know, Wesley the same. Who knows? Um, yeah. But you know what? I would, I would really like to see Gilbert out there. I, I, I really, like you said, if there's a package that has Cam, Avante, and James on the field at once, I need that as much as possible. I need yeah. Gilbert Frierson out there as much as possible. Every, I would tell you, this is what I would do. Whatever package works to get the most, to get the best players on the field all at once, use whatever package that is. Yeah, that's what I, I want. Manny, that's something Manny couldn't figure out. He couldn't figure out how to do that. Yeah, I, I was going to piggyback on that, and you know, our talent is so deep. Um, in the defensive backfield that I would have no problem with a three one seven because it, it would mean that, you know, you're getting uh, Avante, James, um, Cam Kinchins, Gil Frierson. You know, I, I was going to bring that name up as well. Like, get all those dudes out there, you know? Um, I couldn't agree yeah. more with you, JP. Like, it's it really is. You know, I, I don't know if, if Gil is – is he going to play – is it star? Is that what Kevin Steele calls it? That Yes, yeah, yeah. so that's the position yeah. um, that it's called. Okay. We're going to get into that. I, I Let's start it's, with – I mean – It's really like a linebacker almost. You know, it's really yeah. – he could be covering. He could be lined up like a line. It's like hybrid, you know. And he looked yeah. – not to cut you off, Marsh, but he looks good in the spring game. And Gil, Gil has been a solid player for four years at Miami – or he's a yeah. senior now, so three years at Miami. I mean, yeah. get him on the field, man. Yeah. You know, we're big know. fans of Gill. We're big fans of Gill on this podcast. I, I mean, I think he has the best instincts, maybe, of anyone on the defense, honestly. Um, like, I mean, you watch him, not even like, obviously during the spring game, but during, like, especially like the 2020 year, like, besides like Jalen Phillips, like, Frierson was our best, like our most consistent player on defense. And the fact yeah. that you had Amari Carter starting over him last year is 
asinine to me. But anywho, um, let's start with the defensive line. I think, I mean, I think we can all, I don't know if we can all agree because we were just talking about how good the secondary is. I think that the defensive line is our best overall unit, maybe on the team on like, to be completely honest, JP, let me ask you, let me ask you first starting four on the defensive line. And, and I think we should also, you know, going with the packages, different rotations, the starting four on the defensive line that I feel like that's just something to put out there because there's going to be so many players rotating, like on that front four, whether it's the front, uh, front three, if we were on a three, one, seven, but so starting four, you know, take it for what it's worth, but who are your starting four for the defensive line? Yeah, I'll keep it simple. So my starting four is going to be uh, Akeem Mesador. I've heard he's looked like the best defensive lineman in the entire camp. So that, he's got to be somewhere. Um, I'm going to go Daryl Jackson. I'm going to go Big Leonard Taylor. And then I'm going to go, this might make some fans mad, but I think Mitch Agude gets the start. Why would, would, would that make fans mad? Well, I think they, well, because of Jafari Harvey, I think, you know, and Jafari is good. Like, he's going to be a very good player this year for us, I think. I just think Mitch Agude is a little bit better, I think, um, over him. But like you said, Marsh, I mean, this, this could be the best unit on the team, and it's crazy because, you know, so if, if that's the starting lineup, then that's, portal guys starting you know we would be if we didn't get these guys in the portal man we would be in very big trouble this year if we would it, but we're good now so no it's worries. insane to look at our defensive line like week one last year compared to what it's going to look like week one this year i mean we had zach mcleod starting at defensive end i that's all i have to say yeah. but um yeah. so my yeah, no period yeah that's all you gotta say Bro, but no, so, Jordan, what do you think, starting four? Um, I just realized that I am not up to date with all the transfers that we got. Because <laughs> JP's yeah, is like, it's like, man, I need to watch some film. Um, so, I, I guess I, I'm just going to have to. Or maybe to, uh, just some players that, like, you think that are going to have a big year on the, de- on the defensive line. Yeah, I mean, I'm... So Leonard Taylor, I, I mean, I know it's the obvious choice. He has star potential to me. Like, like he is he is the guy that could be like a top ten pick. Uh, you know, after next following season, right when he's draft eligible, and I I really just want to see like a, a breakout year. I, I mean, I know he was one of our best players last season. But I, I want to see him make the leap to being a household name this year because he is that level of talent, in my opinion. Um, you know, I mean, we find ourselves predicting stuff like that every year. <laughs> but uh, this time it's real. Yeah, I, I want to see it, man. I really do. I, I know he can do it. Like, I'm, I'm rooting for him, like, to get some of that, you know, top 10 draft pick hype. I, I think there's any player on the team that can do it that's outside of Tyler Van Dyke, it's, it's Leonard Taylor, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to do it if you're a QB just because of how important the position is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think as far as like natural, like God given talent, I think Leonard Taylor has the most like natural talent on, on the defensive line. Obviously yeah. Mesidor, you know, he has a little bit more experience, so his skills might be a little more fine tuned, but my my starting four is almost the exact same as yours, JP, but I have Mesidor on the inside. Um, I have Agude, Taylor, um, Mesidor, and then Harvey. But then also, like, because I was talking to people who were at practice, and they said that there was, like, one package with Mesidor, Daryl Jackson, um, Leonard Taylor, and one, one package was with, like, Nigel e. Kelly on the end. Um, like they're just throwing out so many different, uh, rotations. And we also have to understand, like, remember, like you still have Jake Lichtenstein, um, you know, on the interior, you have Jordan Miller. I, I, I forgot he was still on the team, honestly, no, no disrespect, but I mean, he's a big body that you can throw in there. Um, who else am I missing? You have Nigel Leak on the end. You have Chance on the other end. Yeah. And like Cyrus Moss is a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would love to see him get in the mix a little bit. 
I feel like so from so from what I've heard, like Cyrus, like I mean, JP, you might have to back me up, but he only started playing like on the line maybe in the last year or two, um, you know, in high school. But I think he is I think we may see a little bit of him this year. Yeah. But I do think that he is going to be a star in the future. What from I mean, if you listen to like Gabby's podcast or read his articles or just look at the damn timeline, like Nigel Leak is having a very, very good camp. Um, so I would not be surprised at all to see him um, get a lot of playing time. bro. And did you all realize like he's still 17 years old? Wow. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I, uh, I didn't know either. I don't know. Marsh, if you want to talk about potential first-round picks, that kid has very, very high potential to do that. They said he's the freakiest athlete in that room right now. So wow. definitely um, definitely look out for him early. That's well, intense, and then like, the other guy that we've been hearing a ton about, um, and I, I don't have him like in my starting four, but in my side notes I have – you know, Leonard Taylor, Akeem Mesidor with a heavy dose of Daryl Jackson because, yeah. like, everything that we've heard, he has had a really, really good fall camp. Like, NFL scouts were there, and they mentioned him. He's an absolute mo- – like, he's huge. Yeah, I don't I don't have his size, like, pulled up, but he's huge. And, like, he can move, too. I think he played all 13 games last year as a freshman in Maryland. So, I'm very excited to see him. Do you – are – I – I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I haven't heard that much about Leonard Taylor this this fall camp. Yeah, have you, I, have you I, I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen his name at all on my timeline lately. You, I, you, I, I can tell you, I can tell you what I what I've heard. I've heard that, um, I've heard that he's been doing pretty well. Actually, he he's really. I just wanted to be more consistent. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm not worried. Um, like I said, just, they want him to be a little bit more consistent, but it's not like he's, you know, getting bullied or getting passed up. Like he's, he's definitely that guy, you know, that we're hoping he's going to be, but they, like I said, they just want him to, to keep doing it on a consistent basis. That's what I've heard. And maybe I should reword that. Like, I, I'm not worried that I haven't heard a lot about, but do you think that maybe we haven't heard as much because a lot of the. Um, discussion has been more towards like Mesidor and Jackson, like as the newcomers. Probably so. People are infatuated with Daryl Jackson, me included, because the kid is six six, three hundred twenty pounds, and like if you look at him, he's not even like he he's just built really well. Yeah, he was actually a defensive end in high school, you know, mm-hmm. so he was thinner, but then he like he grew gained a lot of muscle and the kid is just like if he's a specimen he's doing on the team like you said he moves really well um and then yeah marsh like they've been saying akeem mesador has been the best d lineman in, in all of camp so you know he's probably getting overshadowed a little bit by the two uh two portal guys but that's all right you know we're, we're deep on the d line so you know yeah. next week we could hear about leonard taylor had the best practice of everybody, which I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, you know? Yeah. Do you think that this is our best? I'll ask you first, Jordan. Um, do you think that this potentially could be our best defensive line since maybe like 2017 or 2018? Yeah. Is that crazy I mean, to say? I, I think, I think it's uh, like sky's the limit. I don't think it's crazy just because of the, like the superstar potential that we have there, you know? Um, while we had really great defensive lines in the last decade, uh, or last five years, even six years, like as as good as these dudes were, none of them were really like superstars, you know. Um, the yeah, so with the exception it, it, of maybe like Rousseau and Phillips, but other than that, like oh yeah, more yeah, in like RJ McIntosh, like they were very solid players. They did the job, yeah. Trent Harris, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think the star potential, like, I, I was thinking more back, you know, to the 2017, 18, 19 mm-hmm. teams. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we're going to, like, keep up the trend that we've had with the Rousseau and Phillips lines, you know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And also, like, something we haven't even, like, talked about, like, the three coaches on the defensive line, Joe Salavea, Rod Wright, and Jason Taylor. Like, 
I, I think you could put us three on that defensive line and we'd we get <laughs> they'd get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy, I think, crazy staff. It, I think that I think I think that's just insane, but okay. Yeah, very excited about the defensive line. I think that we are just going to eat um with that unit. And I also think it's going to help our linebackers. So you were talking earlier, um, JP, about the, the linebackers. Who who are your starting two? Yeah, yeah, definitely Johnson. Um, Jesus, man, I don't even. I might even you answer that one. I, I don't know who gets the other spot. I really, I think I'm gonna tell you this. I think Wesley Besaint starts before the year ends. I'm gonna say that. I have no idea who. I want it to be Chase Smith. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think? I mean, I put down Caleb Johnson and Chase Smith. Um, I'm honestly surprised that you just didn't come out and say Chase Smith because that's your guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I also like having read like what's going on at fall camp. I feel like Caleb Johnson is one that we've heard like is recently come, come on. Um, Wesley Besaint is starting to get the feel. Um, I mean, also like we have to remember, like he's a true freshman. I do think he's going to play a lot as a freshman, and but then you also have Chase Smith, you have Keontra Smith, you have Corey Flagg, you have Wayman Steed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I've heard a – do you think Wayman Steed could be the one that starts at the other position? I feel like we've heard his name I'm a, a I'm lot. A, I feel like we've heard his name a lot. I hope not. Um, I feel like he was an Al Golden recruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a knock on Steed. Like, I, I, I don't – but – I hope not. I, but God, I, I got to be blunt about it. I don't know if I ever saw him make a play in his whole career. Yeah. So I, 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 but I, you know what? I, you know what I can say? I, I can say that they said the linebacker group has overall looked pretty solid in camp. So, but the only guy that I've heard like them kind of rave about is Johnson. So mm-hmm. I think that you know they haven't raved about like Keontra or Chase or Wayman Steve. They've said they played solid. Um, so that's kind of why I'm in a haze about I don't know who's going to start next to Johnson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I'm hoping it – I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say was that I hope it's Chase Smith. I don't know who I'd predict. Um, man, I, I just think I have PTSD from being so high on Corey Flagg last year and then watching oh. how slow his reaction speed was trying to read, <laughs> trying to read plays. Oh, man. I feel like yeah. his football IQ is good, but like yeah. the reaction speed and like his instincts yeah. is just not up to par. And I think that our fan base, we do this with literally everyone. I think they got too high on flag too early. Yeah. I mean, he made a few plays his freshman year and then I everyone thought that. that he was, you know, he was the next big thing. Um, they were speed though. You know, I was like, what do you, like, what are we looking at with speed? I don't see anything on his high school film or anything that makes me that he can, like, be this elite linebacker that people were saying. Like, yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but I I don't know. I didn't see it. I, I, I honestly, like, I can't remember, like, one play he's made. Obviously, no disrespect. But I, yeah. I can't point out, like, one, like, play that he has made during his Miami career. And I feel like he's been here for eight years. Um guys had at coaching like John Packey and Manny like not like like players like Steed and Flag, you know guys who aren't off the charts athletically they need good coaching you know what I mean and they didn't have that so maybe they take that next step with the good coaching which I'm sure they will um, but the whole blame can't be on those guys because they had terrible coaching so yeah you know I feel bad a little bit but I mean, it kind of goes back to what Jordan was talking about with the receivers, like the, you know, the, the failure to like develop these receivers. I mean, obviously, you know, part of the blame has to go on the coaching staff as well. Yeah. You know, a big part of the blame. And Dude, I mean, I'm very interested to see how what our linebackers look like with Charlie Strong. Let me ask you this, because we're, you know, you can put star uh, strong side, you know, in that linebacker position. What would you I feel like I've at, you and I have talked about this before, JP, on one of our spaces. What are your thoughts, like, is it, like, could you even see us moving Frierson to, like, uh, the other linebacker, the weak side? Um, I could probably, I could see it. Uh, will it happen? 
Um, I don't think it'll happen because I think somebody is. I think a, a guy will step up next mm-hmm. to Johnson. Like I said, I think Wesley might be the guy down the line. Um, so I could I could see it happen. I don't think it will because I think somebody will step up eventually. Yeah, I dude, I just I like I keep thinking like how that like it makes sense honestly to put Frierson at the other linebacker position because then you can have Kinchins, James, and Avante all like on the field at the same time. Uh, or not at the same time, but I don't know, dude. The The linebacker position, I'm so sick and tired of this and the receiver group just being a question mark. I, I'm praying yeah. that Caleb Johnson, like, I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick or anything, but I'm just hoping, like, we can just see improvement Ooh. because, like, the, the slow linebacker play and the lack of consistency is, is awful the last few Was, years. Wasn't it something crazy, like, the whole time Manny Diaz was here, he only signed one four-star linebacker. Isn't it something like that? I, probably I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it I think it was uh shoot I can't think of his name right now Sam Brooks. I think he was the only four-star linebacker that uh. Or like, Avery Hop maybe. Yeah, one of those two. I think they were the only four-star that Manny signed, and it and might be one or two more, but it was. It was shockingly low compared to the rest of our team's blue chip ratio. Like, we couldn't recruit four-star linebackers the whole time Manny was here. And now we have two committed in this class. Yeah. Which is pretty great. But um, are we all in agreement that Gil is starting at star? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. God damn, he was last year. It was crazy, well, yeah. I, be, before we move on to the backfield, we need to pay some bills real quick. Do it. Uh, yeah, we need to uh, shout out to our guys over at DraftKings. Um, the next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. There you go. All my fellow... Shout out to DraftKings, man. All my fellow degenerates. What was that? That's right. I just, I just, I just right, took man. you on minus two and a half against Florida. So let's do it, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I, hey. I might get back on my daily fantasy grind this year. So I took, I took a few years off, but I might get back on. Yeah, dude, I love betting college football. Um, it's awesome. Okay, cornerbacks. Uh, Jamel Adai, he's he's coaching that group or no do we have a specific cornerback coach jp or is or is a die like over the whole db uh i think it's i think a die oversees the D, all the dbs but then like dvd helps out with corners i think is how they do it yeah okay. well and then like we had i bro i've seen i've seen kevin Steele working with dbs i've seen obviously ed reed out there so it's nice having all the coaches who can coach pretty much all these positions you know what I mean but yeah I think a guy like kind of oversees the whole operation okay okay so cornerbacks moving forward I mean Tyreek Stevenson is back DJ Ivy's back um Al Blades is back but I think he is gonna uh I think he's gonna play maybe more safety from what I've been reading I could be wrong um added Daryl Porter Jr. from West Virginia who I heard is having a good camp Jordan I'll start with you Who's starting at? I mean, we also have to Corey Couch as well. So, yeah. who do you got at cornerback? Uh, um, you know, obviously Tyreek Stevenson, and then, you know, speaking of Couch, I'm not sure I'm ready to give up on Couch. I like. There's been there's been so many flashes, so many disappointments that I don't know, man. I, I think I might throw my weight behind Couch. Well, dude, the thing is, like, Couch was solid during the COVID year of 2020, and then last yeah. year I think he kind of took a little bit of a step back. And people don't realize how, like, 
solid, like, like overall, like solid Tyreek Stevenson was last year. Um, JP, who you got? Yeah, man, definitely Tyreek. Definitely. I think he could be a high round pick, honestly, if he plays well, first round pick, if he plays really well. Um, you guys didn't even mention my pick, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Dustin, man. <laughs> I don't know why, but I picked him like a while back to be the starter. And um, I really don't know who's going to get it, so I guess I'll just stick with Dunson. Like, like you said, Porter. I heard he's been having a good camp, um, so it could be him. Couch, he, he's having a good camp. I completely forgot we had Al Blades. Um, maybe, I hope he has a role. I would love that for him, but I'm just going to go with Dunson. That's a battle. That's a real battle. And I, I don't know 100% if he's going to get that job. So I so I have Tyre so I have Tyreek and Dunson starting as well on the outside couch in the in the nickel. Do you think I mean You got Dunson, all right. Okay. I got I feel, like, I feel like that's not a popular pick amongst our fan base, you know? I feel like he's just not as well like he's he's just not like he's not a player that you talk about. Yeah. He's he's a what? He's a yeah. He is he is. Wasn't he? Didn't we flip him from Florida State? Um, I can't remember if it was Florida State, but his recruitment was very like I didn't hear his name, and they're like, "We flipped him," and I was like, "Oh, like I've never heard of this guy," you know. It was, and, and I don't, I don't mean that as as an insult, just that he wasn't on the radar at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like, I was like, sorry, go ahead, JP. No, I was just saying he's got size and length, and I heard I heard he's uh, like a, like a tough kid, and that's my pick. I'm just, I'm just I mean, he had a solid spring game. If you go back and watch the tape, Dun- I mean, yeah, Dunson is just not as is is talked about. Honestly, like I mean, you got Tyreek. A lot of people are are still think that DJ Ivy, you know, could you know do some things. I don't think he's going to start. I think we'll. I'm for for some reason I'm a DJ Ivy believer. I don't think he's going to start, but I think that he's going to get some burn. Daryl Porter Jr. is I, – I think he was a good pick. I think he was an underrated pickup in the portal. People have him starting on the outside. I Just because of – like I think he's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, I think you want that size um, and length that Dunson provides. And then yeah. Couch, I, I really, really hope Couch has a bounce back here because, like I said, like in 2020, he was – he was pretty damn good, um, you know, going up against slot receivers, things like that. So we'll see. Um, our, I feel like cornerback is is a position that isn't hasn't been talked about as much, you know, during the offseason because we, we are at least fall camp because we're so focused on like the defensive line. We love the trio at safety. I don't know. Would you guys agree that cornerback is maybe being slept on? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's a good group. I, Tyreek is a really good corner. Um, and then it's good to have that battle on the other side because that's gonna, the best man's going to win. You already know that. So whoever um, comes out of fall camp with that job earned it. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also have Marcus Clark as well. I mean, I feel like I've. Oh, like, yeah, I forgot. Every couple weeks, I feel like I hear his name mentioned. That he's like on the come up, but I guess we'll. You know, uh, who's a good looking prospect is uh, Jaden Harris. He's a real good looking yeah. uh, freshman, big kid. I think he's going to start not this year, obviously, but probably next year would be my guess. Dude, he was a he was an absolute steal because I think he would. I don't think he was an was he an early signing day or like a national signing day pickup. I can't remember, but um, I'm not sure. he's committed to Georgia Tech or something. Yeah, flipped him at the, like, got him at the last minute. But, I mean, I, like, everyone says that he has looked, like, real good, like, eager to learn, and, like, he has the good size to be a good corner. So he's definitely a name to, to look out for in the future. Um, and then finally, safeties. JP, your boy. Yeah. What kind of season are we going to see from Avante? What are you, like, realistically, like, accolades? Like, what are, what are your – realistic expectations for Avante. Yeah, that's my boy, obviously. 
the odd man. I think he's the best player on the team. Besides, I think he is a special, special safety. Um, or the other day, um, I think it was on Inside the U or something, maybe Stock or somebody wrote it, but they were breaking down the top 50 players on the team. And uh, Cam and James and Avante were all ranked really high, but he ranked Avante the highest so far um, coming out of camp because, you know, these guys are at practice. They see what's going on. So he had Avante up there. But I just think this kid is is, is Avante is really, really talented. And if he has a good year, um, you know, obviously I think he's got three kids, so he definitely probably wants to have a good year and probably take off for the NFL. Um, but, I, yeah, I think I, I expect him to have a great season. Like, I, that's my guy. And then, obviously, James Williams. Um, our, there's nothing else to be said about our safety room besides it's stacked. It's, it's just absolutely loaded. I love it. Yeah. Do you think Avante leaves after this year? Like, do you – like? Do you think that app like is a high possibility? Yeah, it's it's tricky because I I think he's gonna leave, but I, I, he strikes me as a kid who won't accept anything less than first round. So if he's not projected to go first round, I think we might get him back. But the tricky thing is, you know, he he can have a great year, but that's really one year of film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they might be like, ah, you know. That's, that's one year of film to go off of. I don't know if we can tag him as a first-round pick yet, um, unless he just goes absolutely crazy and has like Sean Taylor numbers, uh, which is which I'm not expecting that. That's <laughs> that's Sean Taylor. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna compare anybody to him. But um, yeah, it's tricky. I would say he'll obviously he'll leave if he's a first-round pick. But if he's not, I think he'll come back. Okay, Jordan, what are your thoughts on the safety room? Um, I mean. Just agree with pretty much everything so far in the sense that, like, you could argue three of our five best players, three of our seven best players on the whole team are in that room. Um, so, I mean, I'm expecting big things. I don't think it would be unreasonable to have more than one dude hit the all ACC teams, whether it's like first or second team or even honorable mention. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable to think we get two guys in that category. Like if, you know, like let's hypothetically say Avante's first team all ACC and then James Williams gets an honorable mention. Like I think that's doable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's real. Honestly, if they perform how we think, that's, that's, that could very well. And Cam, Cam, bro, Cam could start on fucking any team he wants. You know, it's just, he's got two. James was the number one safety coming out of high school. Avante was, if he wasn't number one, he was number two. You know, he was, yeah. so we got two five-star safeties back there. Cam, very solid player. He would start pretty much anywhere. Agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of gets lost in the mix when you, when you talk about the room. But, I mean, I, there was a lot of games where I felt more comfortable with him on the field than James Williams last year. Um, and that's no yep. disrespect to either of them. It, it's more praising both that they both performed at such a high level as true freshmen. Well, I yeah, think man. that they, I think they all three just bring such like different like great qualities. Like you know, you know, being a safety like because I mean, Kinchins is like that ball hawk. Avante's just like that. Avante can do it all, and then James is just like a field general. Honestly, like I like really trust him when it comes to like open field tackles, things like that. I think you could put James anywhere on the on the defense, and he'd he'd shine. Like, J, like Avante is JP's boy. James is my boy. Like I'm a huge huge James Williams fan. I think that he has such a bright future. I think like Avante and James starting together with a heavy dose of Kinchins, like. I think that is a very, very good situation to be in. And, and, and also, like, I think we have to understand, like, remember that all three are really just going into their second year of playing. So there's obviously going to be bumps in the road. But I feel yeah. like almost more than any other position group, I feel like the ceiling for the safety unit is higher than any other, honestly. Agreed. Yeah, man. It's, it's a crazy unit. And like you said, James is your boy. That's probably my – 
second in line, you know, like favorite player. Safety is my favorite position in football. Like, I hate to say this because <laughs> this is recorded, but I was hyping the shit out of Gervin Hall early in his career. I don't know how that happened, but um, I went to camp. I was, I was like, man, put Cam Kitchens on the field over this guy. You know, this is this is ridiculous at this point. Cam was ended up being one of the best tacklers on the team last year. You know, him and him and um, maybe Justin and Tyreek probably him and Tyreek. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Mar- I remember Marsh being a big Gervin Hall guy back then, but Bro, you know, I, I I wrote articles, I tweeted that Bubba Bolden and Gervin Hall are going is it's the next great safety duo <laughs> in that Yeah, and then, I mean, I would agree, but I, um, I believe I I you can find a snippet of me on this podcast, you know, a few years ago saying like. I don't see how D Wiggins gets less than 700 receiving yards this uh, year. <laughs> Maybe my worst take of all time. Yeah. That's Corey. Yeah. Corey Gaynor's going to be an all ACC center. Yeah. Marsh, that, that's something that I was never on. I think before the, I back in April before that year kicked off, I was like, this is the worst receiver corpse we've ever had. Like, oh, like this, is a, this is going to be bad. And it was, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I was hyping, I was hyping up the receivers before the 2020 year, but after that, I, I was on, I was like saying the same thing. I'm like, this is a very, very like weak link on our team. Yeah. Good lord. And you okay, that compare that to uh, like you asked earlier if we were worried about the receiver group this year compared to what it was a couple of years ago, like this. <laughs> Like, the worry level is not even comparable. You know what I mean? Like, I was scared to death a couple of years ago. Now I'm just like, we got some talent, but let me let me just see it on the field. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, yeah, I just got to see it, man. Like, the whole key, like, I lo- like Keyshawn Smith, love Keyshawn, but I, I need to see it. Like, I, I hear that he's ready to take the next step, but I got to see it. Okay, before we go, I told the Twitter followers that we would – answer the question because I always tweet out like ask us questions and we never get to them um so I just want to run through those real quick um hold on okay and this is just these are just random questions um we'll go JP and then Jordan just ask answering them real quick predicting this is from uh Isaac on Twitter question is predicting who emerges as the number one receiver this year he thinks it's Romello Brinson or Jacoby George what do you think Shit, man. That's like the hardest question you could ask. I'm going to be real, man. Restrepo. I think he's going to be Tyler's go-to guy. You know, it all depends on what he's – Is he? does he mean, like, who's going to lead the league in, in reception – or the team in receptions or touchdowns? Or, I think Restrepo is going to lead in receptions if that kind of answers the question. I think yeah. that's Tyler's security blanket. Um, I'm a I'm – Ladson guy, I think Ladson can make some noise, but I'll go Restrepo. Okay, Jordan. I I can certainly see Restrepo leading the team in receptions. I I think that's a very realistic take. Um, but in terms of like, like I I would probably lean towards more towards Jacoby George leading the team in yards, though. Um, you know, I I think he'll be the perceived number one, even if Restrepo you know, gets the, all those like, uh, you know, bubble routes from the slot or, or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think George will be the perceived number one by the end of the year. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I, I agree with, uh, I I think I agree with, uh, you both on, on our And I also agree with JP on Ladson. I think, People are kind of down on him, but I think that it's going to start clicking for him just like it did with Rambo last year. And if it's not him, honestly, I think Will Mallory could be the Canes' leading receiver, yeah. as crazy as that sounds. Um, okay, but that's that question. Next question is from Phil. He says, will Nigel E. Kelly see first re- first team reps this year? Do the same order. Uh, first, uh, like, will he, will he walk out there one game and be the starter? No, I don't think so because we're loaded on the D line. Unless somebody gets hurt, um, but I, I think you you can expect to see him play a lot. But I don't know if he'll, he'll ever walk out there this quite this year. 
and start, even though I think he could be fully capable of it. I just think we're too deep at those positions right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think he's going to start, but I, I think he'll be in the rotation. Yeah. Okay, same. Yeah. Um, this is from MD. He says, pick an X factor for each level of defense. So one guy from the defensive line, linebacker, cornerback. Um, cornerback and safety, kind of the, the same thing. So oh, X factor. X factor, got it. It could be anybody on that D line. I'll go Mesador and then linebacker Johnson. Safety Avante, cornerback Tyreek. So I will I will keep all those answers except for I'm gonna say Chase Smith on the linebacker core just because I think if he emerges or not will be a big factor in in like the overall performance of our linebacker room. I think if we get the emergence of Chase Smith, I think we have a great year for our linebackers. If we don't, I think it's still kind of like bumpy, you know? Yeah. Like I feel good about Johnson. I just I worry about who's next to him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, I got um I have Jafari Harvey on the defensive line, honestly, or a Gude. It's kind of a slash answer. But I I have one of the you know, I have the defensive ends on the defensive line um as an X factor. I'm gonna say Johnson at you know, for the linebacker. I also think Wesley Basaint could possibly become an X factor. Um, and then I have Avante in the secondary. So, your boy. Um, I think there was one more. But, yeah, that's it, actually. Okay. That's it. Perfect. That was good shit. Good shit. Any last thoughts? Are we going 10 and 2, JP? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable... Man, people are going to fucking hate me for this. I'm going to say 9-3. and three. I definitely, definitely think we could hit 10 if we stay healthy, but I'm doing that safe blanket 9-3 and three right now. Um, but 10 is very, very tough. I'm, I'm doing the reverse jinx this year because I – same thing as always, man. I look at the schedule and I'm like, there's no way we lose three games. <laughs> You know, but I'm doing the reverse jinx. I'm saying eight and four. I'm not talking about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not delving into it. I'm not going to break it down. I'm not going to predict who the four losses are, but I'm going to say eight and four to save myself, to save my reputation. Eight and four. Yeah. All right. Being very. I'm taking a page out of your book this time, Mark. Marsh, you were were smart last year. Bro, I've been smart the last last year. I was. Yeah, but I was the idiot that was like, "Yeah, we're ten and two. Like, I don't even. I said I don't even think we're that good, and we're still going ten and two. Well, I mean, because we right. look at the schedule every year and say, "Oh, there's no way in hell we lose to Virginia." Yeah, you look at Miami's roster, and we're always more talented than ninety percent of the teams we face. But our coaching yeah. staff was also twenty times worse than any team we faced. So it was just yeah. like, yeah, I think I predicted ten last year. Obviously, that was incorrect by a long shot. And uh, mm-hmm. but we have a really good staff. You know, potential first round pick at quarterback. My safe bet is nine, but definitely, I could. I mean, I could wake up and be like, "Nah, we're winning fucking ten tomorrow." You know what I mean? So it's just tonight. You know, I'll I will tell you that my uh, my heart is doing the same thing as always. I'm looking at the schedule, trying to find a third loss, and I just can't quite put my finger on it. But for the record, I was saying eight and four. I just have to. I have to do it this year. Eight and four. Yeah, I, I say nine and three. I mean, I, like we all get the we all get excited in March or April and we go, yeah, we're going to do it. That's always my question. will be tough. I think Virginia could be tougher than people think, but yeah, nine and three. If we struggle versus Virginia, I'm gonna be, be pissed. I think if we lose, it'll be A and M, Clemson, and UNC. We're not fuck for it, We're not losing those clowns. We're gonna smoke them. Um, UNC. That'd be my third like wild card guess, and or maybe at Virginia Tech gets tricky, but yeah. I think we have to lose there. 
at Virginia Tech is like that that environment, and I, like I know that Virginia Tech isn't what they were in '05, but still, just like that's just it's just a scary place to play, and it's a scary team to play, and especially if it's a night game at Lane Stadium. Um, I don't know. I but Virginia for some reason they. The Virginia's like getting like hype when it comes to their quarterback and everything. I know they have a new head coach, but that there's something about Virginia that's just sketchy. It's just very, very sketchy. But um any closing thoughts, Jordan? No. Yeah. Go to well, about hey, the JP, fans. Yes, yes. You want to give them a plug real quick? Yeah, go to about the fans um and check out our fours up line. We have what is it? Four or five different designs that are fours up podcast. Um, yep. Check them out. I wear a fours up podcast shirt pretty much every day. Wearing one right now. <laughs> Wearing my about the fans hat. So uh, make sure you get yours in time for the season. And uh, yeah, about the And uh, there's a bunch of other goodies on there too. So you'll find some you love. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, JP, we're definitely going to have you on throughout the year. Appreciate you coming on. Glad we finally got to do it, man. Oh, good, man. Thanks for having me. Um, Cam's birthday today, so happy birthday to Cam. Happy but, birthday, um, Matthew. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, boys. Go Canes. Appreciate you having me. Yep. Go, Go Canes. Canes.